0: Welcome to another episode of Nurse Marketing and I have here with me Jamie. Jamie is a small business consultant who helps high-performing business owners grow their teams. With over 10 years of leadership experience, Jamie teaches her clients how to hire and manage the loyal team team members so that they need so that they can feel confident and supported as they move their business forward. So Jamie, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome. So what stood out to me about you, and I'll get into the questions that I've already sent ahead, but what stood out to me about you is that you really seem to help people almost duplicate themselves and work smarter. Is that right?
1: Yes. I help businesses really go most of the time from being by yourself in a business to bringing on your first team member with whatever that means for your business and finding out what role you actually need in your business so you can duplicate yourself, serve your clients, or or grow your business in the way that you want, but you can't because you have a personal capacity of time and resources.
0: Awesome. All right, so how did you get to do, start to do what it is that you're doing now? Nobody has woken up, usually no one has woken up doing what they currently do. So how did you end up in this role?
1: Yeah, so I was in corporate leadership for years, loved my job, loved the company I was working for, loved my team, got a lot of great experience hiring and leading a team there, but I always wanted to run my own business. So shortly after I had my second daughter, I decided it was time. I was tired of waiting because my husband and I always talked about starting a business together and the business we were going to start was a software development company. He's a software developer. I am not, so I always felt like he needed to be the one to make the leap first. He was very risk adverse, so finally I said, I'm tired of waiting for you. I am doing it, so I quit my job to learn how to program and start the business we had been talking about for years. Six months in, realized I hated that and that I needed to do something that I liked doing. I didn't leave a job I loved to just to call myself a business owner. I wanted to be passionate about the work I was doing. I got into some consultant work with the company I had left. Everything that I was doing was around leadership development and training. Realized I loved it. I loved helping people learn how to get more from their teams, how to communicate better with their teams. It was definitely what I needed to be doing. I then was taking advantage of a chamber membership that I had at the time and going to a lot of events. And I was just like, let me talk to people that are there and find out exactly what the needs are. I found myself talking to a lot of the small business owners during those meetings instead of the people in the corporate world. And when I was talking to the small business owners, I started learning that most people that were starting their own business never had to hire someone until they were in that role. Never really led a team before. And now they had a business that required them to lead a team. Or maybe they bought a business and the business they bought either already had employees or it was a franchise or something and it required them to hire a team from day one. And they didn't know what they were doing. And they were stumbling and asking, they started asking me for help. And at that point in time, I realized that instead of going into corporate leadership training, like I thought I was going to, that I really wanted to help the small business owners. I wanted to help them grow their business and really duplicate themselves and get what they needed out of their business so they could become those larger companies.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So listeners, I should have warned you to pick up a pen and paper (laughs) before listening to this because Jamie just brought some lots of dropped a lot of gems. And I'm just going to unpack some of them for a minute. So she made a few pivots herself, right? She, you know, realized that, you know, you realized that you didn't necessarily love the day job that you were in, you know, you while you wanted to start this thing with your hubby, you knew what you needed. And so you went forward with that. Uh, however, you know, along the way, you know, you realized that in talking to business owners, you Realized that the need that they had wasn't necessarily what you were doing originally, right? Right. Exactly. And I want you to hear that Jamie found that out by talking to people and getting out and networking in person. A lot of us love the allure of starting our own business behind the computer screen. Um, However, there's nothing like talking to people one-on-one who might be your best clients. And so I definitely encourage you to See how you can do that, like go out to your chamber, go out to an event and just start talking to people. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I wanted to hear like, so when you, so how would would you say, like you mentioned, you know, some of the struggles that they have and a lot of my listeners can identify. We went to school for nursing and we did not go to school for marketing and web design and blah, blah, blah. So some of us have decided, you know, to sit down at YouTube for five hours and figure it out. Others decide to hire folks. We're ne- we've never hired anyone. So what would you say, like, what problem would you say that you solve for people who, well, um, for your best clients? Like, what would you say? Yeah.
1: Yes. The problem that I solve for clients is helping them figure out what position they can add to their business that's going to provide them the best return on their investment. So I always say is anybody that you are going to pay to do work for your business should actually contribute to your business earning more money. So anyone you're paying, you should be earning more money because of the work that they do they're doing than you're paying out for that person. So but sometimes we don't know what that position actually looks like. You know, especially when you're doing everything yourself or trying to do everything yourself, you're so overloaded with stuff. It's trying to figure out exactly what can you hand off? And sometimes the things things you think you should be handing off, once we dig into things, we realize It's work that doesn't even need to be done in your business. And maybe we just need to scrap that and hand off something else and get you the right work, the right expertise from an outsider or from an employee or someone that you're going to add to your company.
0: You know, there is this podcast that I just listened to about like how to ask for help. And um, just like how valuable that is. I mean, we're not necessarily um, folks in the healthcare industry, regulated industries period, legal financial, so on finding out, we're not great at asking for help. Thank you so much for sharing, that's what you do. And he, there's this guy, he's actually an expert in helping organizations ask for help, which is interesting. But um, he said that during a client project, he did a session and they found out the resources that they had to take care of this project was actually internal already. And they were considering hiring like a consultant at like fifty k a year to come in and do this thing, but after you know blah blah blah, they realized you know what we actually had the resources right, and then they saved like five fifty thousand so yeah go ahead
1: yeah no that that happens, and you might have everything that you need and sometimes we just need to update your processes and weed out the stuff that you don't need to be doing so you have time to focus on what's really important for your business. And yeah, other times you do need to add support. I feel like sometimes there's this illusion of solopreneur success where it's like, oh, there's this person who's this face and brand of a business. They must be doing everything themselves. And it's like, no, typically they have a team that's behind them. There's probably no seven figure business out there where the person's doing everything themselves. They have some sort of some sort of support system, whether it's contractors, employees, part-time help, full-time help, they have a support system behind them. I think one of the one of my favorite quotes is You don't have as many hours in the day as Beyonce Beyonce because she has a full team behind her. So so you might just be seeing her on stage and you're loving her and you're like, she's amazing. She does all these things, but she has so many people, assistants, everybody who's helping her behind the scenes. So she can be that amazing person that you're seeing every time she takes the stage.
0: Wow. I love that example. That is awesome. And amen to that. Cool. Cool. So a question that I have for you that I didn't actually send over. So, for folks who, you know, are believer, like, okay, yes, I realize I need a team. I realize I need help with contractor versus an employee. People who want to have a contractor, do you have like any suggestions, like how we can help maintain quality if we can't exactly tell a contractor what to do?
1: Yeah. So, with a contractor you're hiring them for an end result. So with an employee, you can go in and really dictate the process they follow to get to that end result. With a contractor, you're hiring them for that that end result that they're going to give you. But you still have control over that end result. And there's things you can do, like you can build in checkpoints along the way, especially if it's a longer project to make sure that they're working towards that end result. Um, Different things where you're still measuring success based on that result, the more details you can give them around, this is what a successful project's going to be, this is what I need you to do for me, is is going to make that relationship more successful. They know what you're looking for. You know whether they actually do a good job or not. So let's say for example, you're hiring someone to do your social media. Well, if you just hire someone and say, hey, I want you to do my social media, they might go out there and then like do it however they want it to be done. But if you can get very specific, it's like, I need you to run my social media. We need so many posts per week. We need, and I need to see this type of results from this social media. If I'm not seeing these types of results, we need to adjust our strategy with social media. So that way it's very clear what's working and what's not. And then it's very clear to you also. Is this person the right contractor in the role, or do I need to find someone else for it?
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for clearing that up. And, you know, listeners, in so many ways, whether you're doing, whether you're a healthcare consultant, going on the client site, or whether you're hiring someone to help you with your social media or your marketing or your website, having clear and well understood expectations goes such a long way. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Another question that I have is, when did you realize like, this, sor- this service was somewhere where you wanted to spend your time, energy, and resources? I mean, you mentioned that you were talking to business owners who actually had this problem, but lots of people have lots of problems. Like, Was there something in you that really pulled your heart that like, said, oh, wow, they really shouldn't be having to deal with this problem? Um, when did you realize, yeah, that you wanted to- yeah. Do this
1: so, when I was going through that process, like I've, I knew because of the experience I had with the, some of the small cor- corporate consulting jobs that I really liked that leadership side of things, and then of course, talking to small business owners, I realized that they had a huge need. It then took a little bit to really formulate how I wanted to really help the businesses, the packages, and everything I was putting together, but I was working with a coach at that point in time, and I can't remember all the questions she brought us through, but it was something around developing your packages and figuring out your target audience. And I realized every question that she asked, the word people was in every one of my answers. And these weren't straight questions like define your target audience. It was like questions to really dig deep into you of like, what do you like? What do you strive for? What are you passionate about? And every one of my answers involved the word people. And I realized the more I dug into, like, what did I mean by people in this? And it was really about creating working relationships with people. And it was through that that I realized I loved really that that part of helping business owners create those relationships. Because that's really what it is when you're leading a team. You're creating those working and functioning relationships. So they know, your employees and team members know that you care about them which in turn makes it so they care about your company. And it's all about that relationship. It's all about growing that people connection. So I was really going through that exercise that I was like, yes, this is 100% what I need to focus on with my business. At that, before that point in time, I was trying to sprinkle some other things into my business and having just the, the people hiring and leadership part of it be a part of it. And then I was just like, no, like that's 100% where I need to focus my effort."
0: Awesome. Awesome. And, and listeners, Jamie said that she got clear, right? She got clarity. She, you know, there's lots of stuff we like to try to sprinkle in and I can be guilty of this as well. So I won't say too much about that, <laughs> but I, I'll say that, you know, Jamie shared that she, you know, removed stuff and that's, that was, you know, help, help people to see go yeah. ahead.
1: And I will also say like one thing to add to that is as I was working with some of my first few clients, I would take note of what conversations did I walk away from energized versus ones I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll help my client through this because it's part of the contract. So I need to help my client through this versus like, yes, I love that I'm helping my client through this. So, you know, some of those first few clients, it was, it was learning experience and it really taught me how to redefine my packages and my service offering. So even after I decided that, this was the area I wanted to focus on. It took a little while to figure out exactly how I wanted to serve people in that area.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Because again, a lot of the listeners, they are shifting, they're pivoting and they're trying to figure things out. And Jamie just said that, you know, you don't necessarily know that right off the break. (laughs) You know, you can find that out after working with people and you do it by being mindful. How did I feel after that last client conversation? Was I excited, I feel drained, did I need to take a nap? <laughs> That's how to start to figure stuff out and know what to, you want to do more of or less of and all of that good stuff. So what would you say is at stake if people don't, don't work with you or yeah, what's would you say what's at stake if people don't work with you?
1: So what I find when small business owners that don't have experience hiring a team don't work with someone, there's a few things that are at stake stake for their business. First off is they tend to hire what worked for someone else's business versus what their business actually needs. So one example that I can say is most people, especially if you're in the online business world, you say that you need any sort of help and you say, everyone will tell you, hire a virtual assistant well, is a virtual assistant really what you need or do you need a specialist or a strategist that really focuses in one area? Virtual assistant also can mean so many different things. So what type of virtual assistant do you need, even if that's the path that you go down, if it's the right path for you? So you need to make sure that you're hiring for your specific needs. And that's one of the areas that I help my clients with is figuring out what exactly does that position look like? So then they can go out and find the right person. Also, I find that a lot of people, before they start working with me, they don't actually know how to find the right person for that position. They go and hire based off of emotions versus can this person actually do the job? Or someone will come to them and say, hey, I know you run a business. I'm looking for a job. Is there anything I can do for you? And the business owner will sometimes be like, well, yeah, I'm in need of hiring someone. Let's see how I can fit you in. And the person actually doesn't end up working out the way that they need that position to work out. And then they feel drained from their employee or their team member. They feel like they spent this money and didn't get a return or the relationship ends poorly. And then it makes them fearful of getting the help that they actually need in order to run their business. So those are two of the things that I find happen when business owners don't get the support and education they need when it comes to hiring because most of them have never done it before. So they don't know what to look for or what they need.
0: Hmm. I love how you mentioned the date, not the danger, but pretty much the danger of, you know, just hiring like a VA. And you say that like a lot because I, I, re- I actually took a class. My friends started in the virtual assistant world as VAs in 2007 and And then in 2012, they offered a course, How to Become a Virtual Assistant. And I took the course and blah, blah, blah. Well, guys, since 2012, a lot has changed. Um, It's like over 10 years in the digital marketing world. It's like dog years. And so now, as Jamie said, people are specialized. I don't want to say like a jack of all trades, master of none. However, if you say, you know, you need a virtual assistant, that is like so unhelpful. For lots of people, and we see those posts out there on social media. Hey, I need a virtual assistant. I'm a virtual assistant. Great. And it's like, okay, that doesn't mean that the person knows about email marketing or they know how to help edit your podcast or blah, blah, blah. And are those things, you know, editing your podcast directly related to you generating revenue? I can't tell you. That's not my lane. You need to talk to Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just as you're thinking about getting help for a lot of, folks, especially those of us who are relatively new to the online world, when we hear the magical world, word called virtual assistant, we tend to sometimes get really excited. We're like, oh, a virtual assistant can just go and be this mystical fairy that takes care of everything. And we don't have those on our day job, but out here in the digital marketing world, there seems to be someone called that, and they are a doer of all things we need to be done. That's not necessarily accurate. So, Jamie, thank you so much for um, differentiating or or stating that. Yes. So for people who are listening and say they want to, like, if they want, like, a sample of, well, I want to ask you for your links again later, but I'm, like, super curious to know. What are some of the ways that people can work with you if they are, like, in the place where they are about to post on Facebook, I need a virtual assistant, but they also don't wanna be spammed with 50 people saying, hey, I'm a virtual assistant.
1: Yeah, so there's a few different ways people can work with me. So first off, if you're in a spot and you're like, I know I need help, but I have no idea what type of help I need, so I need to figure all that out before I go and start putting together a job posting or finding the right person. I have a workbook that people can go through and it's really five steps that you should go through to really help define what type of help you need for your business and to figure out what the position should look like. Can it produce a positive ROI and all that great stuff so that you can, then you're, that excuse me, that you're moving forward with the best position for your company. Then when people are ready to start hiring, I work with clients in mostly two different ways where we go in, we're really fully defining that position so you have that job posting. So even if you're hiring a contractor versus an employee, you still want to have a fully developed job posting that clearly defines what you need in the position, what tasks need to be done. And we go and we create that. And then we create a strategy of how you're going to find the right person. Everything from what, where should you be posting this, what should your posting strategy be, what should you look for when people apply for the job so you know then that you're weeding out the right candidates so you can make the right decisions on who you're going to interview? And then what should you ask in the interview to make sure the person's actually capable of doing the job versus just giving you a really good sales pitch or being someone that you just click with on a personal level? Because I always say, when you're working with people, yes, you want to click with them on a personal level because you need to work with this person. You need to build a relationship with this person. But first, you need to make sure, can they actually do the job? And then once, they can do, once you confirm that they can do the job, then you can select between candidates of which one you click with best and you want to work with day in and day out. So I have a package where we just create that strategy and then you execute it on your own. And then I have a package where we create that strategy and I help you go through the execution of it. So I'm there so you can ask me, okay, which one of these candidates should I actually interview? Help me make sure that I'm making the right decisions. Now that I'm interviewing candidates, am I making the right hiring choice? I'm getting nervous as before I go into this interview, help me out, talk me up. So I feel comfortable and confident going into the each individual interview. So those are the main ways that I work with clients.
0: Cool, cool. And um, please send me the links to the workbook and your services page through the chat. Um, And I'll definitely include these in the show notes. Um, So I just kind of had to go off track because something that really um, that when you were talking to me about what you do, I was like, oh my goodness, people need to know how to work with her. So I wanted to share that and I'll, like I said, I'll loop back later. But in any case, um, back to the regularly scheduled program and other <laughs> questions that I had related to best practices in, in business. Apple partners with Nike, Starbucks didn't decide they need to go figure out how to make tea. They partnered with Tavana. I love talking about collaborations. Um, tell me about your best strategic partnerships.
1: Oh, some of mine are with business consultants and coaches, especially those that are really helping people grow their business to the point where they're growing their businesses bigger than something that they can do by themselves. So those ones that you're past the startup phase and now you're being really strategic and how do you scale from you're making money every month to making six figures and beyond. Those are some of my best strategic partners because they are so focused on creating that overall business strategy and helping you through those challenges that they don't really want to focus specifically on the hiring portion of it. So I can come in and help with the hiring portion of it. We can make sure they're getting the right people on their team to execute those big strategies that they're creating with the current consultant or coach that they're working with. And then for some of my clients, I focus so much, I've narrowed my my lane down to just that hiring and people part of it, that sometimes they need a little bit of extra help to figure out, okay, what should my overall business strategy be? So I can then refer back to those business consultants and coaches where maybe a client came to me from a different avenue and say, hey, here's someone I'm working with that could use your help. So we're able to refer clients back and forth so we can give them that well-rounded knowledge that they need to grow their business in the right direction.
0: Awesome. Listeners, here when she said her strategic partner it was is with, she's partnered with somebody who offers helps the same group of people but in different ways so as you're thinking about ways to grow your business you know think about what people need before your service what they need after your service what they need alongside what it is that you do and start to develop those relationships because there are parts of what there are parts of things that you do that people want no parts of, right? So like the business coach who helps folks with strategy, they definitely want to help folks grow and scale and whatnot, but they want no parts of walking with somebody through the hiring thing. They want no parts of it, but that's critically important for their client success. So thank goodness, thank goodness Jamie is here and it's a natural, it's a logical extension of what they do. So for my listeners, there are tons of people out there who are logical extensions of what you do, they already have an audience, they already have an email list, and they're literally looking for someone to come into their community to help add more value and um, help them better serve their clients. So um, of course, without, you know, revealing anything that's in a non-disclosure form or something, um, like how did you meet your first strategic partners? Like, did you just wake up knowing them? How did you find each other? Just curious.
1: Yeah, so some of it was consultants that I had worked with, so I had hired them. They helped me with my business. So we knew each other's businesses back and forth. And, you know, we just continued that relationship after the period of time that we were done working with each other in that client's consultant's way. My other One of the other ways I met a strategic partner was actually being a guest on their podcast. <laughs> and I, I think it's such a funny story because with this particular podcast, I almost backed out of the interview. It was like one of those things where I was thinking of it and I was just like, I don't know if I really want to do this interview. It involved being kind of very vulnerable. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to get on air and talk about this part of my business. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And then from there, like being able to form a strategic partner, like the interview ended and the person's like, Let's talk some more. My clients might need your help and I'm like, wow. awesome, like let's do it. And then there's been other things that have come about from different podcasts and everything that I've done with the hosts cuz a lot of people who are for our podcast hosts, like they're consultants, they're helping clients, they know people in that that arena and we're just able to form those relationships.
0: Awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that and being so transparent and again, folks, who are listening, you know, I'm a fan of podcasts, <laughs> I'm a fan of being a guest on podcasts, and there's just so many wonderful things that come, come out of just that form and that medium because you're literally you're having a conversation with people, right? And there's a phrase that I use a lot that says opportunities are not clouds floating in the sky, they're attached to humans. And the more often that you can talk to enough of the right people, Amazing things just have to happen. That's just how the wonderful world is set up for us. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it, if someone's having you a, as a guest on their podcast, they're already saying, my audience needs to hear what you have to say.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, actually, note to self, I'm going to be going back and looking at my past guest appearances a little closer. I, it's so easy to tell other people what to do. You just said something that gave me a little homework. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Related to practical and actionable tips, what would you to say to somebody who is rebuilding their professional network or they're trying to, or they want to start a new chapter or they need to make a pivot? What practical steps would you give them?
1: So definitely go out and network and build those new relationships that you need to build. I will tell you from my personal experience, when I was in corporate, I was in a position where I didn't need to network anywhere externally from my company. So when I then left and needed to build a business and needed to go out and start talking to business owners, I'm like, people are like, just tap into your existing network. And I'm like, I don't have an existing network of business owners that I can go help. Like I feel lost. I am like, so I started doubting, like, is this the right thing for me to do? But I just started going to networking events and talking with people and trying out every networking opportunity that I could. I'm lucky. I live in an area where there's so many networking opportunities that I just went to like everything I could fit on my calendar and then found the right ones for me. And some of the right ones for me was like where my target audience was going to be, but then also sometimes where the strategic partners were going to be. So people I knew were never going to spend a dime on my business, but I could form the relationships with them to get the referrals with the the people who would spend money on my business. And just going out there and meeting people, at first it was was a challenge because I'm also an introvert. So going out and going to places where I didn't know anyone, a, a challenge. But now... I know exactly where to go, who to connect with, and I can even be the people where like, I see the new people at those events, and I can start talking to them, and I get the, converse, get the notes later of, thank you for making me feel so welcome at that event. So you have to start somewhere. Just go out and start networking and building the relationships with the people who are going to lead you to that business that you want. Hmm.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that something I'll definitely add to that or not add but say that a lot of folks of those of us in healthcare we identify with that it's like nurses and doctors and stuff after a shift we go home because we're tired we're not like at the bars at happy hour We're, we're not networking and you said in your role you didn't need to network and a lot of us in healthcare networking just isn't a thing so we definitely relate to the story that you shared. Like, you know, Hey, now you need to, you know, where do your first clients come from? They come from your network. What network? So um, Jamie shared that she just went out. She just went out and started talking to people. And, and eventually the more people that you talk to, it's just amazing how it works. I wish there was another secret way to get around it, but the more people that you talk to, you realize where you need to be. And that only happens by talking to other people. Yes during like I I work with people to figure this out during intensive, I can give you like a list of places that you could should go. I can um, tell you who your best strategic partner should be. But there's no way to know that that's like for sure, for sure until we test. And I also love that you said that um, you are an introvert because a lot of people say, Oh, well, she must be she's not guys. She's not
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not an extrovert. I am an introvert 100%.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So so a, a tip I will give for those of and I'm an introvert too, but those of us who are introverts, a tip that I will say is that after you do your series of networking or whatever, whatever, block your quiet time off and block your schedule off or block your calls off. I mean, don't just pretend like a day of don't pretend like the next day you can just do it all over again. Um, definitely give you your your introvert, like I call it introvert hangover time. <laughs> definitely build that into your schedule. Let's not get crazy. But Jamie shared that she's an introvert and she's doing this and I am. And um, something I will say, a more introvert friendly way of networking is focusing on places that have your referral partners, because the energy that it takes to meet someone new and then you know, follow up and send them emails and, blah, and nurturing them to a client, that takes a certain level of energy. Meeting your referral partner, oh my goodness, that is just like straight away a quick win. Versus, I mean, there's less warming up, less follow up, less things you have to do in order to get them to introduce you to a client versus meeting someone cold and then spending all that energy into developing them into a client. So what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. One thing that I will add is if you take any sort of networking class, they'll always tell you the best way to give your, grow your network is to give. So you're the one that's giving people like referrals and all this. And when I started, I'm like, but I have nothing to give. So it made me kind of feel uncomfortable constantly hearing that because I was like, I don't have the network yet to be like, oh, you need someone in this field. Like I know so-and-so, I know so-and-so, but I just kept at it. And now I have that huge network where I can be like, oh, I have someone I connect, can connect you to. This morning, I met, some, I met a gentleman for coffee that someone connected with us. And before we were done with the conversation, I was like, all right, I'm going to connect you with this person. I'm going to connect you with this person. And now I can do that. So if you're starting off networking and you don't have this huge list of people that you can refer out, don't worry. It eventually will grow. Like you'll eventually get there. So take the referrals that are coming your way, say thank you and keep those people in mind. So maybe down the road, when someone needs that person's service, you can send a referral back. But if you can't do it right away, don't panic. Just keep, just keep networking and building your network.
0: Amen sister. (laughs) Okay. So on that note, uh, we'll wrap up. How Can people continue this conversation with you? Get to learn more about you? How can folks keep in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to my website, and there you can either join my email list, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, all the links are there. And my website is jamievc.com, so Jamie, J A M I E, and then VC, short for my last name, Van Kike. So jamievc.com, and you can reach out to me any way you'd like from there.
0: Awesome, Jamie. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.